millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. It's me. I'm here. Nothing happened this week. Don't worry about it. Yep. And the mysterious L... I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, my beautiful babies. <laughs> That's right. It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has one song thanks to that one glorious woman. I think Shirley Caesar is her name, according to this internet article. Nice. Aha. Dude, you guys, you guys should be pumped for Thanksgiving song. I it's, did it's... not recognize that song, sir. I've never heard that in my life. You've never heard that before? It's, no. it's, it's, oh my God. Well, then after the podcast, I'm going to have to educate you because uh, <laughs> she, she, she's got, she's got beans, greens, potatoes, and tomatoes. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard that. Oh, right. wow. It's actually, it's genuinely good. great. <laughs> this, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to get educated. We're going to educate our audience about this song. This is going to yeah. be a thing. We're going to, I feel this, like, we're no, gonna make I, I feel like our audience is probably on the internet and knows about this. I'm like genuinely mm. surprised that Sarge doesn't know about it. Yeah. Nor do I. And vaguely surprised that Mike doesn't know about it because <laughs> Mike's slice of the internet is a little less like pop culture plugged in than, than me and Sarge is. But this, 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 dude, the beans, greens, potatoes, and tomatoes have been taken over Thanksgiving for like, what feels like a decade now. I, I can't remember when this thing first dropped, but it feels like it's been forever. Thanks to COVID time dilation. <laughs> yes. Co- co- reality is, was, has become all messed up. Thanks to COVID. It's truly the greatest. I have no concept of what anything has ever happened. 
Well, anyway, uh, now that I, I like, <laughs> leading off the podcast by confusing my co-host with a reference that somehow went over both of their heads, and like again, it, a reference that I thought for sure was going to be a dunker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. You, you, well, you, at the very least, you knew that I lived under a rock and it was possible I would miss this, but the Sarge not being on the same wavelength was the, was the stunner. That was the shock. It usually Sarah, doesn't like, happen. Sarge and I are no, usually pretty, usually... pretty brainwave simpatico on stuff like this, yeah. which is why when I make like a Cadillacs and dinosaurs reference, he's not in the weeds. <laughs> I read but, the so, wiki, like I read with the wiki for that recently. Yeah, of, of course you did. And yet you still somehow haven't seen any of the YouTube videos, TikToks, or Vines featuring the lady rapping about her beans, greens, potatoes, and tomatoes. Anyway, uh, what a time to be alive. It's Thanksgiving, and I'm giving thanks for this wonderful intro to our show. Uh, yes. At the very least, it has, it has fuck all to do with QAnon currently, as the yeah. first like 10 minutes of our show happens to be most weeks. But uh, Lord knows it's a rambling mess, which is what our people come for. No, that's what I hope that, so because that's what they keep getting. Yes, this is what this is why we end the show with L saying successful episode of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, it has to be a success at this point. So this is the formula that works, baby. We, we're absolutely straight killing it right now. Yeah, you'll know our level of hubris by the punctuation I put on the end of successful. Like, at some point, I'll go from the question mark to the period. I'll be like, for another successful episode. And then, like, at some point where we're really crushing it, like, we would Mr. Beast, but for QAnon, I'll just be like, for another successful episode, woo! And then, like, I'll crush a monster and it can against my head or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and then and then go to the mall to open your L's burger joint and just have the entire mall just freaking out that they're going to get burgers that have your branding on them. It's going to be yeah, incredible. Yeah, it'll just be like, and everyone's just like, wow, that guy, he seems like such a douchebag. What's he got to be so happy about? It's just like, well, he's a millionaire and like his wife is this like yoga instructor, TikTok influencer, so she's proper fit <laughs> and... Like his life's pretty good. His life's going pretty well. I feel like he's he's in the right to be excited about it. <laughs> his brother's kind of a dummy. You know, as as little as you guys know about beans, greens, potatoes, and tomatoes, I know that much about Mr. Beast. Like I know that he is wildly successful, but I know fuck all about him. It was that, I, that was sort of my that I was my, my uh, policy for all. Ariana Grande for a long time. I had not heard of Mr. Beast at all until this year. I ordered Mr. Beast Burger at one point, not having never heard of him because I'm just on a different side of YouTube. And See, the, like, this is why Sergeant and I are usually simpatico. I too ordered from Beast Burger before having ever heard of this Mr. Beast character. Yeah, and yeah, then I, I yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had no idea about Mr. Beast Burgers, and then I just got a video that was just like Mr. Beast Burgers. It was just like this mall full of people screaming and yelling, and they just couldn't believe they were about to get burgers from this guy. And I was like, this guy's a YouTuber, right? So now he's got yes. a McDonald's named after him, and it's incredibly <laughs> successful because of his branding? Okay, I guess. There's shadow kitchens all over America. Like, there's no physical... I think there's like two physical restaurants, but everything else is a shadow kitchen. And he's, like, letting these people make money using his branding. And it's actually kind of cool. Uh, but, no, I, I had no idea. I was just like, I guess I'll order Beast Fries? This seems good. And, indeed, they were perfectly okay. Um, oh, man, I'm so spoiled. The the area that I moved back to, just so much so much decadent, excellent food. I can, I can now, I can use the power of Grubhub to summon Korean corn dogs to my house whenever I want <laughs> I can reach out into the internet using the power of capitalism. I can summon Korean street dogs. It's so good. 
Anyway, let's yeah. get to talking about QAnon, uh, and, uh, because I've made myself hungry, so I believe I'm in the mood for a little amuse-a-bouche. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. I love how Sarge tried, tried to fight off that giggle when it finally hit him that I said that in that stupid and weird way, and then yeah. he lost it. <laughs> Those are the reactions I'm always looking so, for. So weird. Ugh. <sighs> <sighs> Anyway, speaking speak of so weird, uh, our good our good friend with excellent new moniker Space Karen. I really should have looked up the the tweet that started that, uh, but wh- whoever started that, I know you're out there and you're great. Space Karen is a great nickname for Elon Musk mm-hmm. because fuck him. Uh, he's having another another bad week. Mike, what's going on with Q's new favorite friend uh, and champion of free speech, Elon Musk, aka Space Karen? Uh, so, uh, Space Karen, uh, started off, um, the, the whole, everyone's got to work a million hours thing, which people have pointed out, yo, this doesn't fly in Europe. Actually, Europe has labor laws that are actually real. It's not America where you can just like kick anyone to the curb that you want be like capitalism, idiot. Bam. Europe's like, uh, actually doing any of all of this shit violates all of our labor laws. Like you can be subjected to fines that even you, Elon Musk would find prohibitive. Um, so beyond that stupidity, uh, he found a bunch of uh, stay woke shirts somewhere at Twitter HQ and then went about mocking them. And uh, his he deleted this tweet, which reads, stay woke shirts stem from Ferguson protests. Obama's own DOJ proved this and exonerated the cop. Hands up, don't shoot was made up. The whole thing was a fiction. Which is a reference to claiming that the cop that shot Michael Brown in Ferguson was totally right to do so. That that whole police execution was on the level. And hey, this is this is a good thing. Uh, yeah, America, uh, back the blue, uh, all that good stuff is now where Elon is. Uh, I've seen a lot of people um, going from the Space Karen uh, moniker, calling him Apartheid Clyde. Because, again, he he got his money from an emerald mine in South Africa back when apartheid still existed. And that's how that's how this man now owns Twitter, because the world is awful and bad and wrong. So that he's and, uh, uh, he, he pulled a, himself up by those people's bootstraps. Yes. So today, a whole report, I guess, came out from former SpaceX employee laying out why SpaceX is even and Tesla are even remotely successful. Uh, and it has to do with SpaceX specifically has multiple layers of management that their whole job is to keep it is to manage Elon and like uh, just massage his ego and be like, here's the good idea and here's the bad idea and just like trick him. It, they, there's multiple levels of managing Elon like there's a, there's a whole level of management at SpaceX that there's just like. We have to keep this money faucet running and he gets the like the goodwill of the at the time. He gets the goodwill of the people for making rockets and everybody thinks that's great. Like going into space is great, but there's a whole insulation between Elon and the actual, you know, making decisions and everyday stuff. And uh, Twitter doesn't have that and can't because like SpaceX came up with managing elon and it is terrifying and baffling and great 
yeah, like there's no there's no way to keep the bull from running loose in the China shop here. SpaceX yeah. and these other groups, they had bull handlers who could massage the bull, get the bull to go down the aisles without knocking things over. He just came into te- he just came into Twitter and he's just like just smash, bang, crush. And I love his bizarre obsession with code. Like the his entire yeah. existence is just I want to see the latest code you've written. It's like Elon, do you even code? Do you understand how this works? And why do you think Twitter is like all about code? Literally all Twitter is, is a social media platform that businesses put ads on and they pay you money. So you'll run the ads. That's it. <laughs> you're, Eli you're, Lilly. Right. Not Eli Lilly anymore. Yeah, exactly. You are literally just billboards in a digital space. That's all you're making. And around those billboards, the people making those billboards want uh, videos of kittens that have gone viral or uh, the latest movie that's being promoted by somebody else or an a, a popular actor or musical artist like saying things that are encouraging. They yeah, you don't Twitter, want you Twitter having is billboards. A and the people using Twitter are like the snotty teens that congregate around and on the billboard and like put cool graffiti on it and drink beer and don't pay for the billboard. Yes, exactly. What they what these people who've made the billboard do not want is you talking to Dinesh D'Souza about, hey, hey, Dinesh, making some good points there, my bro. Uh, I like the cut of your jib and other right-wing lunatics who are just like Russiagate was a hoax and the P tape wasn't real and blah, blah, blah. And then Elon's like, Hey man, you're, you're straight killing it. You're just absolutely crushing it. This is, I can't believe how right all of you people who are posting this QAnon adjacent bullshit are about literally everything. I'm so happy that I own this place now where I can bro fist you where me, Dinesh, cat turd, and a bunch of other like absolute, yeah, yeah absolute like right wing clowns Babylon can just B. yep the Babylon B, yeah. Uh, Jordan Jordan Peterson's back on Twitter now, which is awesome. Uh, Yee is back, um, and then uh, people pointed out, yo, Elon, you said you were gonna have like this the Council of Moderation, which was gonna be this diverse group of people from all walks of life who were gonna come in and make decisions on who gets back on Twitter and who doesn't. And then this council seems not to have happened, and now you're just letting all the right wingers on. And Elon was like, I tried to make that deal with advertisers and they betrayed me. So now I'm just gonna do this. And it's like who betrayed you? Name names, Elon. Tell us what advertiser was like, hey, if you do this uh, council and make sure that everything's on the up and up, we'll be cool. And then the advertiser was like, nope, pull the advertising anyways. Fuck them. Like, <laughs> let us know who's the backstabbers, Elon. Let, let us know who sold you out because they're so mean. Now you have to let Jordan Peterson back on your site. You yeah. have to platform ye because those are great ideas that will only encourage more advertisers to stay and invest. Weirdly agreeing with Trump and that he said Elon was a desperate, like even more so than Trump, like a desperate, like star fucker and would do anything to like get Trump on his side. And it's uh, kind of clear that that's the case. Like, it's oh, God. So weird. Like, too, in, in the world of Starfucker, like, 
Trump and Elon seemed like they were in a race, and uh, Trump, like Elon's one, is way worse than Trump. Yeah, and well, Elon is just a fucker in general, right? Like he's he's yeah. getting his deformed little peen in a bunch of women and producing children. <laughs> so like the the ones we know about are only the ones that he managed to impregnate. I'm sure there are plenty of women out there that have like slept with world's richest man. Well, not anymore, but previously world's richest man, uh, and just didn't happen to have his children. So, I mean, you know, he used to be the world's richest man before he lost like a hundred billion dollars overnight or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Tesla stock is doing great. I mean, every everything he's touching is just absolutely turning to gold. Uh, speaking of the Elon Trump dynamic, uh, Elon decided to have a, a poll to see if the public on Twitter would reinstate Trump. Oh, yeah. At, and my favorite part about this was this was very obviously an attempt by Elon to skirt responsibility for letting Trump back on the site. And Elon, before he was forced into buying Twitter because he signed the fucking contract, then was like, wait a minute, I'm so rich. I don't have to be held to the actual law of a contract. And then Delaware and Twitter were like, no, you do, idiot. Give us our $44 billion, you fucking moron. Um Elon the whole time was just like Twitter is this bot infested cesspool like 30 or 40 percent of all the people here aren't even real they're all fake this this scam that I was like fr- like uh, l- tricked into buying it's, it's all bullshit now he's like hey I had a free and fair election on Twitter the public spoke it was all norm- regular humans voting regularly by clicking a button and Trump won so it's all good and now Trump's reinstated. And so Elon brings Trump back to Twitter and then Trump's like, I am not going back to Twitter. Truth Social's fucking incredible. I yeah. am staying on Truth Social. <laughs> Pound sand, Elon. And Elon replied with uh, first a uh, family guy meme of the mom looking at her pills. And it was and he captioned it, the mom being uh, Trump and the pills being his Twitter account. And then later on, he had the picture of the woman uh presenting herself to a priest who's like closing his eyes and praying instead of being tempted by um, the Jezebel before him. And it's just, it's so sad that Elon's just like, please, please, daddy Trump, please post on Twitter to generate controversy and content for me so I can get more eyeballs on my platform as advertisers flee screaming. I think Mike just accidentally invented a juicy new segment for our show where he just he where he just describes meme pictures. That was pretty entertaining. Like, luckily, I I had seen the first one, so I knew what he was describing. The second one, I had no idea, but I so I was like trying to paint the, the, the paint the word picture in my mind. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So like. I mean, that that has to be whatever the opposite of vindication is for Elon Musk, right? Like, when even Trump is just like, hey, you're like damaged goods, bud. And, like, the, the thing that you bought isn't worth my time or attention. At least not more than this thing that I have, like, a financial investment in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, that that's the thing that's, like, so obvious to me is that Trump was – Trump's probably telling Elon, like, yo, dude, you have to buy truth off me for a couple billion dollars, and then I will benevolently return to Twitter after having – after being able to issue a press release declaring that truth and Twitter have merged and all my QAnon red check marks get to have certified accounts on Twitter – and so on and so forth. So yeah, if you want me on uh, Twitter, you have to cut me a giant check because I'm Donald Trump and literally everything in my life is transactional. So 
uh, you want me on your fucking platform? Fuck you, pay me. That's how this works. It's really easy. It's real simple. So yeah. uh, I spend a lot of money to make truth and yeah. I'm the only thing keeping it alive. So I'm staying here. <laughs> yes. It's just so, it's so awesome that Elon has absolutely no idea what he's doing. Unfortunately, it's too awesome. And we could talk about it for probably the duration of the whole show. And in fact, I would probably have more fun doing that. But we have an obligation to our listeners to actually do our own thing. Uh, so uh, we're going to move on from Elon for the week. I'm sure we'll have more Elon news for next week. And Lord knows we're not done talking about Trump for this week. But instead, let's talk okay. about uh, a weird uh, a weird dictator with a possibly mutilated penis someplace else. Uh, <laughs> Bolsonaro, who uh, I guess has been hidden from public view due to like a skin infection or something. Uh, Mike, I'm turning to you for some actual information about this because I've only heard it whispered in the breeze. Yeah, so our boy Bolsonaro uh, has not been seen in public, and then eventually one of his spokespeople came out and said that Bolsonaro hasn't been seen for a while because he has, quote-unquote, a skin infection that prevents him from wearing pants. So our boy Bolsonaro, I don't know if he's just, like, uh, bottomless the whole time or exactly how it works, but... Also, for the record, when I made that connection between him and our ongoing joke about Elon Musk's weird penis, I did not know that information about him having to go full poo bear. That's hilarious. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you saw my powers earlier in the week, Sarge, with your Christmas gift stained with blood. Terrifying. (laughs) I'm, I'm yeah. like that kid from Death Note. <laughs> uh, Who, L? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't L the detective? Or no? Yeah. He was just making a funny joke about my name, about freaking my yeah, name. Yeah. Anyway, we're wildly off topic. We're talking about <laughs> the, the, the former president of Brazil and current Donald Duck. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's 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 still the reigning president of uh, Brazil until January first when Lula gets in, and because of that, uh, while our pantsless uh, lame duck is currently uh, doing his thing, he has filed a frivolous lawsuit uh, before the uh, Brazilian courts uh, alleging uh, malfunctions in the machines, blah blah blah, fraud, all the st- all the greatest hits from our boy Donald Trump. If uh, Bolsonaro has some Rudy like flunky who can go to their version of Four Seasons landscaping, I would much appreciate that. Um, this uh, lull suit, this joke, uh, of course, received a, a lot of buzz in QAnon because, oh, it's happening. We're doing it. Uh, but all the major media has said that the uh, Brazilian Supreme Court of Elections has already certified Lula as the winner. This thing is going nowhere, and uh, it is just basically uh, red meat for the protest, the people who are still protesting in Brazil over the fact that uh, Bolsonaro lost. But, hey, I mean, we have to have our Brazilian versions of Trump and Kerry Lake, I guess. So uh, combobulations, <laughs> combobulations, guys, on your futile attempt to uh, try to derail things, which, again, will not work. So, yeah. Yeah, I saw I was briefly skimming over the nature of his lawsuit and that there was a bug in the voting machines. But there's like this in no way affects the results. Like there's just this this bug. It doesn't matter. And also it it would probably hurt you more than it would help you. And uh, (laughs) there's like, fuck it. We ball. And yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the thing is, is that uh, if QAnon actually kind of understood Brazilian elections, they'd be like really horrified by them the whole way because they're mostly touchscreen with like very little paper trail kind of stuff. So it's just mm-hmm. sort of, hey, the, the the we beeped the boop and this guy won. You just kind of have to accept that. And when that happened, uh, when Bolsonaro won, it was cool. But when Bolsonaro loses, oh, no, now... Now it's a hullabaloo. Now we have to get all kinds of bent out of shape about it. Yeah, that's the Republican we're... way. I, I, yes. I even saw, I mean, looping it back to Elon briefly for a second, I even saw people grousing in that dumb Twitter poll about whether or not he should reinstate Trump. Like somebody just being like, oh, you could tell when the bot showed up because Trump, yes, was getting a lot of a lot of heat. And then all of a sudden it started to get pretty close. Obviously a bunch of bots came in for voting. And it's just like, wow, you can't even believe... You can't even believe in a Twitter poll. <laughs> that that yeah. Trump still won, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but it was what was funny was is it was getting it, when I first saw the poll, it was like 60-40 in favor of Trump. And then it just kept tightening. And I was like just I was just sitting there and thinking to myself, like, man, Elon is absolutely if this thing ever gets closer than fifty one forty nine, Elon is just gonna fucking call up the bot army and just push this thing back in the right direction. Cause the last thing on God's green earth that man wanted was for this poll to go wrong. And then he's like, Oh, I guess people don't want Trump on Twitter. I will keep him off. And then he just like punches a wall, throws a chair, is miserable. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean he I mean, it's not like Twitter polls are the height of accuracy or anything. I just loved how those guys were like complaining just because, not even because they started to lose, but because the votes were getting closer than they liked. They're just like, it's not a dominating, overwhelming landslide. Obviously, these stupid libs activated all their bots to make it even remotely close because Donald Trump is just so popular. (laughs) That is my favorite thing in QAnon is that they, the the most diehard lunatic supporters of Donald Trump are this persecuted minority that everyone hates and thinks is weird. And they acknowledge that they literally call the people outside their movement normies because they're normal. And so that's their worldview is that we're the persecuted minority, but Donald Trump himself personally is almost universally beloved. Like Trump is just this messianic figure that pretty much everyone's a bro with. And that's why if the deep state didn't cheat, he was going to win all 50 states. He definitely won California. And it's just like, Hey guys, if if Trump is so universally beloved and you're just running around going, "Hey everybody, I love Donald Trump." <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't people be like, "Hey, I do too. We're bros." And everyone and everyone would just like you and you'd be popular because you support the most popular guy in the universe. It's so weird the way they have this just this view of themselves and their view of their hero. It's just so it's such an impossible thing to actually conceptualize, but their cognitive dissonance is so strong, they pull it off anyways. Well, no cognitive dissonance necessary this <laughs> week, my friend, because it turns out the hero of heroes has emerged for our QAnon devout. Q Daddy himself is back to posting again. Totally, legitimately the same guy as before. Q is back. We and he, yeah, what? he was here and after his prolonged absence followed by his like little mixing it up like you know the when somebody stole daddy's clothes and uh rod Watkins or jim Watkins, jim Watkins this time who can even keep it straight not me was posing as a but that that was that was a misstep this is the real deal and he's got some shit to say mike 
finally, Q is back, and this time it's not Jim Watkins. We promise. And who? And what? What, what does he have to say? Uh, so Q uh, posted on the eleventh. And that was just, um, he went Riddler cue on this one. He opened up with, who are the silent thieves? Which <laughs> yeah, was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> who are the silent thieves? I mean, to be fair, yeah. that is a pretty sweet cue opening line. I have to give I, him credit for that. That sounds pretty cue-y. I yeah. wish we had merch. Uh, or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we didn't already have a, a official, unofficial name for our Patreon, <laughs> it would be the Silent Thieves now. Yeah, that, that, yeah I'll rename the Patreon. I'll, I'll try to re-update re- the URL to the Silent Thieves. <laughs> That's just the, the, the very on-the-nose name of, like, a thief organization in a manga, like, where they say mm-hmm. it in English because it sounds cool to them, but what they're really just saying is, like, what their thing does that would be like calling themselves like a car wash it's right up there with, <laughs> it's right up there with the do crimers yes um he then if adds why are they manipulating you how are they stealing your wealth bubble crash steal lie repeat what is inflation um <laughs> what a what a great question q what is inflation what, you explained yeah. it to me q like <laughs> You tell me what inflation is. Also, there are like a lot of different types of it, and some of which, like, you're gonna need to ask a, like a personal adult friend. I don't feel like explaining it to you. Yeah, it's all the furries. There's no normal inflation. I, just, well, I mean, I, I just, there's financial inflation, and then there's like the act of actually inflating something like a balloon. Then mm-hmm. there's like a spectrum of gross sex things, and I'm sure there are even more types of inflation. We don't like an inflated ego. Yes. I, uh, I I mean, like, look, I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just saying that some I find some stuff personally to be uh gross. That's yeah. the way it is. Like yeah. I, I, I also find napkins gross. That means that it's not like I'm judging anyone that uses a napkin. <laughs> I just have like I have I have a phobia of used paper products, so I do not like them. <laughs> Uh, monetary manipulation, taxation without representation, and then in all capital letters, he screams, put an end to the endless 1913, which is a reference to the Federal Reserve. Blah, 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 Q. After that, I went over like a lead balloon. And again, my I, I, and this was even back when Q was actually, quote unquote, actively posting. He would take long breaks. He would just like, he'd like make three posts a day, then like take four days off and get back to posting. Because when you're saving the world, you don't need to be giving your audience like up, up to the minute updates about what's going on in the shadow war between good and evil. So right. after that, after that one whole post, Q took a nap and came back uh, a week later. And replied, Runbeck, Dominion, SOS offices, which I think means Secretary of State, investigators, researchers, whistleblowers, patriots in trusted positions. Who? Name the fucking patriots. What are the trusted positions? Why why do you fucking have nothing? And why are we always losing fucking elections if you still have the lever- your hands on the levers of power, you clouds? Also, so much of that post was just like a literal list of one word, just like one, yes. like a like a bulleted list of just talking points. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe this time Q just accidentally uploaded their list of talking points that they, they were just like, okay, this is the framework. I'm going to compose my thing, and then they just accidentally uploaded this one. It's in... <laughs> oh god damn it! <laughs> There's yes. like oh, beans. That's the upload. 
I didn't have any names. I totally have names this time. Now I have to call my yeah. son and figure out how to undo this. Oh, wait, yeah. I can't? Yeah. Uh, he finishes by saying, trust yourself. You have seen the truth. Time to show the world. Focus. Then in all capital letters, focus. Ascension. Q. My favorite part about that is, you have seen the truth. Time to show the world. He's like telling QAnon, hey guys, I'm the super secret spy. I'm the guy that blew up a North Korean nuclear test site. I'm the guy that was watching Barack Obama on spy satellites as he was fleeing around the world. <laughs> I have the I have Donald Trump's like on my cell phone. I can call him up and tell him to do stuff for me but you're the ones who have to show the world about the voter fraud you're the ones that have to put in the work to fix things i i'm just posting some shit on eight kun i mean i'm just what more could i the guy who can literally gaze into the fucking time streams what more can i do my hands are tied it's up to he, you he, wants to, he so desperately wants to portray himself as like a v for a vendetta type or like a like a Joker, like like from like a Joaquin Phoenix Joker who like kicks off yeah. a movement. But the difference is, is that those those figureheads got their start doing stuff. Like they did <laughs> stuff. Like it's we murdered a lot of dudes with knives and blew up a ton of buildings. And the Joker, like in that movie, straight up murders a bunch of people. Uh, some of which on live TV. So like, I mean, hey Q, you do have to put up a little like. Uh, otherwise you just need to start shutting up because it's getting to the point where it seems like it's getting to the point where some big pivots are going to happen as Donald Trump's like the bloom seems like it's finally starting to come off of like the, the sharks seem like they're circling him finally. It's about time. Yeah. Like the, like the thing is like so funny is Q is always just like these people are criminals and it's like who? And then he named some people like he went after John Legend. He went after Patton Oswald. <laughs> like he just, Oh, yeah. John Legend and Christy Teigen are, like, hugely hated in the QAnon community for being pederists and child traffickers. Oh, and it's uh, like, what? Why? For making mediocre music? Like, Well, and, well they, and they also don't like Trump. They were, and they were very public about their disapproval of him. Oh, and, okay. And, there, and then, there it is. Yeah, but also, and then, like, they, they posted some photos of, like, Halloween at their house, and, like, they had very, very young kids that really, like, they can't, like, actually do Halloween. And one of the costumes they put the kids in was, like, a hot dog suit, and it's food! Oh, God! It's coded tra trafficking message! And, oh, it just God took off. It. Yeah, so... But it, and it's just like, well, you know, if those people are like they're predators and they're like celebrities that not a whole hell of a lot of people know about, can't you arrest them? I mean, we arrested Bill Cosby. I mean, we've brought down a lot bigger celebrities uh, than Patton Oswald. I know, but I'm just saying, like, America didn't fall when we arrested Bill Cosby, which is like every time you talk to QAnon about this, like, why haven't they arrested Hillary yet? And people are just like, oh, you don't understand. People would go crazy if they arrested Hillary. I'm like, OK, they wouldn't. But even if I conceded your I'll concede your point just to continue the argument. Patton Oswalt, like Q literally named that guy as a pederast and, and a child abuser. He's nobody. Fucking pinch him, and it's like, <laughs> oh, we we can't grab we can't grab the com the comedian who did Ratatouille. Yeah, we can't grab Remy. We can't take yeah, down we, Remy. 
Like, we can't take down Remy for some reason. They, he's too big. The deep state's got way, he's got way too much juice to the Illuminati. You have no idea where on the pyramid Remy sits. You don't yeah, understand. Loves the King of Queens. They can't get another <laughs> King of Queens. All, the, all those people are untouchable. That, that's yeah. that's why that's why nobody like really went after Leah Remini that hard when she started talking all that shit about Scientology. The Scientologists <laughs> were like, "Oh, we're just going to handle this," and then uh, big <laughs> big Republican Q stepped in. It was just like, "Nah, like." <laughs> Q was like Q, Q called up Tom Cruise and was like you can't go after her you don't understand she's got too much pull even for Scientology yeah. she was our king of queens and Tom Cruise was like my god I had no idea <laughs> yeah yeah I just I just love the, the power level of Q from like where it was to where it is is always one of the funniest parts of the, of the whole story for me and the fact that now Q is just literally outsourcing saving the world to his followers. It's like, well, then why are they following you, asshole? You were the one that was supposed to save us. You and Trump were supposed to get the job done. And now you're like, hey, you guys saw that Carrie Lake didn't win in Arizona. And that's bullshit. Time to start posting some spicy memes. Time to start fixing this thing. And it's like, Q, didn't you have Space Force watching the election? Didn't you hack into the Italian spy satellites this time? Uh, no, I didn't. I figured you guys would take care of it. I'm too busy on my pig farm in the Philippines. Wait, I didn't say that. Delete, delete, delete. Oh, shit. Yeah, I called my son. What the fuck? He's, he's, like, he's like Metro Man. He Sure, he could save everyone, but that he just like doesn't really want to. Like That's not really what he wants out of life. So, you know, he just disappeared for a while. Um, I, I like that ref. Yeah, anyway, that was a good one. Uh, I mean, I just needed to make sure. Sorry, I needed to make sure you knew that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, but but mostly what I needed to do was uh, clip the wigs off of our Abu's Bush segment, which is quickly becoming just as long as our headline news segment. Um, so uh, th- there's no more. There's no more getting around it. We have to talk about our grim headlines for the week. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's Q's in the news. Okay, uh, another day in America, another mass shooting, uh, this time uh, tragically happening in a uh, gay club, from what I understand. I haven't really been that plugged in in the news cycle this week. Uh, So while I, of course, know the broad strokes of this, I don't know any particulars, which is why we have Mike here to talk to us about it and to tell us, of course... Why the fuck Q is so excited about it? Okay, well, the first thing that you know, need to know about this shooting is, uh, in regards to QAnon, is that the the place where it happened is is called Club Q, mm-hmm. which has driven QAnon absolutely insane because they think this is the deep state, like kind of like taking a shot at them and being like, "Hey, this crime happened with a Q on it." So yeah, we're we're smearing QAnon with this action here. Uh, one uh, QAnon promoter, Julian Trump, declared this to be the most obvious false flag he has ever seen. And um, the hero of this event, the the man who uh, led the charge to take down the shooter to uh, stem the loss of life that happened here, uh, Richard M. Ferrero, uh, he was he's military and. QAnon is currently losing their minds over the fact that this was a uh, married man with children who went to this uh, drag, went to the show because it was a drag show where 
I, I believe uh, someone he knew was performing in the drag show. And he said that it was just the first drag show he had gone to. It was, he was having a hoot. And as he has stated in interviews, hey, like, I fought for this. I fought for people to have the freedom to do wacky, zany, fun stuff like this in America. So, like, why wouldn't I be a part of it? And QAnon is just like, why was this married man going to a gay bar with his family and kids? Seems a little sus if you ask me, because this Which is, is incredible. Because, like, <laughs> let's let's just stop it here and say again, he wasn't. But for the sake of arguing, uh, let's just say that he was there to suck a thousand cocks. Uh, does that really change the heroism of his actions or like his military service? I mean, it's certainly like a character flaw, like to be cheating on your spouse. But at the end of the day, like that didn't prevent him from stopping like more casualties are happening in this crisis situation. Other than just like, yeah, him being there is kind of suspect. I wonder what his motives were. It was the same thing. They just jumped to the homophobia angle immediately. Like when that guy broke <laughs> in and, and beat Nancy Pelosi's husband in the head with a hammer, they were just like, this probably is gay lover or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Am I right, guys? And it's like, who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah, they, they're just like, because they didn't read any of the news articles and they just I roll at all the interviews he's given about the story about what happened. Cause he, again, he explained exactly why he was there. All of it was clear. And he's very upset because um, I believe it was his daughter's boyfriend was killed in the, it was killed in the shooting. And he's upset that he didn't do better because he could have saved him if he had been able to act faster. And he has, he has survivor's guilt, which is terrible. I mean, it's just yeah, that's nightmarish. Yeah. Right. And and this is how QAnon operates, where this terrible tragedy happens. They immediately dismiss all of what happened. Uh, the, the fact that this was a, an act, this was a hate crime at a persecuted minority group. And that's why this happened. And they hand wave away all of that because it's a false flag. The person who did it is obviously an MK Ultra Sleeper who is activated by triggered code words because the bad guys do the bad things. This is all designed to trigger a gun control agenda, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard it a million times before from these shit weasels. And now they have to demonize the hero. Like the like literally the person that is supposed to be the protagonist in their storyline. This was the good guy without a gun who saved yeah. the day. And even I'm even that veteran or like active duty military personnel and like one or the other. Either way, this is like definitely in their wheelhouse. And like it, it what sounds like a heteronormative relationship with children. Like, oh yeah, this is the guy. Right, this guy should be the this guy should be the champion of champions for them. And there's like, nope, he's a deep state plant. They're obviously doing something really suspect with him. Like he's gonna come out and be like this big like gun control kind of guy. Blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, is, like, when has any of this shit ever led to actual like like real? like reform in America. We literally, as L said at the start of this thing, another day in America, another mass shooting. This shit is so like tragic and commonplace. And yet QAnon's acting like, Oh, this is the one. Now they're going to do the gun grab. We, we got to fight it. Cause 
the deep state was like, after our 387th false flag, we're finally going to break through and we're we finally going to. We couldn't get a gum grab after Sandy Hook, where literal children were murdered. We could yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I'm pretty sure that if Sandy Hook wasn't the, the thing that did it, then, like, the thing that inevitably, everyone will know when the thing that does it happens. It'll just be, it'll be like a squad of guys. It, it, it'll be like a horror movie. It'll be like Christopher Nolan directed a terror attack. And then, <laughs> and only then, maybe. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't get a gun grab after Las Vegas, where a guy just, uh, like, unloaded with a bump stock. We couldn't get a gun grab after Pulse, uh, the Pulse nightclub, nightclub, which was way more people killed than this. I, it's it's, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna take Chainsaw Man. Yeah, the, the plot of Chainsaw Man is gonna have to happen. The literal manifest physical manifestation of Americans' fears of guns will have to show up and kill millions, and then maybe maybe we'll get a gun grab. <laughs> our gun grab is literally just going to be when we're all in our like fifties and sixties and the generation that has grown up dealing with this shit is in their thirties and forties. And they're just like, you know what? I, as a child, remember having to do fucking active shooter drills. And now I'm of an age where I can like, you know, run for Congress and be like, fuck that shit. I mean, it's like, that's, it's, it's going to be generational because like fucking the way it's going right now, no one who's currently in office is like, especially who's against gun reform is going to have their heart finally grinchify and get three heart three sizes too big and be like, you know what? Maybe we should do some gun reform. It's like, nope. The Republican Party, there's no amount of death that will ever make them actually put in any effort oh, to stop yeah. it. No, never, not once. Not it's not going to happen. Okay, so just to catch up, the place was called Club Q, so that made Q the community get all up in a tizzy, uh, thinking that this was some sort of a false flag operation and or that the, the hero was bad. secret gay, and that and th- that's the domino that will set all of the pieces into motion. Apparently, like because again, who fucking cares? Yeah. It's so funny to me. I love that anyone is still homophobic these days. Like, literally, who cares? I just can't even fathom it. It's so dumb. Anyway, yeah. uh, so where, where does it stand now? Like, now that, like, it's quote-unquote cooled down a little bit. It's not like, you know, this isn't headline-breaking news anymore. Uh, well, I think the, the ugliest thing about it is the fact that um, uh, Sarge had brought up previously that we, that we had talked about, like, the Pelosi hammer attack and mm. that kind of stuff. The right wing is just sort of like, you know, hey, normally this is the f- spot where we do the thoughts and prayers speech and blah, blah, blah. But no, we're just not going to. Um, Tucker Carlson had someone on last night and they were just like, hey, this short, this sort of shit's going to keep happening as long as people keep grooming kids like this is this yeah, is the fucking insane. Yeah, this is the uh, like proper response to the left's deviant agenda is political violence and terrorism in in our name and we're just we're just going to roll with this now we're we didn't apologize for pelosi's husband nearly being killed and we're really actually not going to apologize for this uh this 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 gay nightclub being shot up we're just not going to do it we're now well i mean mike if if people continue to live their lives however they want to how am i the scared straight christian male supposed to not shoot up their nightclubs <laughs> it's tough yeah it's it's, it reminds it's, me, it's it's it reminds me very much uh to get a little topical of uh the 
uh, religious-based modesty policies in Middle Eastern countries, uh, where it's just like, hey, uh, women, we're going to need you to fully cover up, because if you don't, I might get horny, and that's your fucking problem. Like, what's what's the deal with you making me horny? <laughs> it's like what the fuck is going on so shout out to the world cup if you're watching that uh i hope you are big 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 fans of what you're supporting uh and also a bunch of other shit like that yeah yeah Yeah, this is one of those things where you're all you're really talking about is degrees of oppression that's all this is like um and anyone who wants to talk about quote unquote grooming, they never will define what they believe is grooming because they can't yeah. because, because what grooming actually is, is finding someone who's young, like usually under the age of 18 and then like slowly manipulating them to be in a relationship with you. And then when they're of legal age, you like make the relationship official and like, that's like dark, creepy groomer shit. Yeah, it's like it's like pre-crime that has now been sort of like codified into being crime. You know what I mean? Before, before, like, like the pioneers of grooming probably thought that they were a bunch of real clever perverts, and uh, unfortunately, it's not that clever, and it's fucked up. So, <laughs> right, and and that's the thing is that that we know what actual grooming is, and these people. They they won't tell you. They'll just be like, "Hey, like that drag that drag show is grooming. How how is that grooming? It's a bunch of kids watching some people in really theatrical, over the top outfits doing silly stuff. Explain what do you think is happening? That is the problem. Because are, are we still doing this shit where you think you can turn kids gay? Is that where you're at? Because yeah. if you're, if that's what you're thinking, just say it. Please just say that and expose yourself as a moron. Because that would be just great. I would love for you to do that. I mean, I feel that I feel like that's absolutely what they're getting at. Right? <laughs> right. It has to be. Other otherwise, right. like like I mean, unless they're unless they're just like yeah, they're just like that club is full of gay drag queens that want to have sex with our kids, and it's just like. Well, why do they want to have sex? Or why do they want to have sex with your kids? Are they gay? Like, wouldn't they be satisfied just like doing their own thing, like in their community, without the need of your kids? And it's just like, yeah, but you know, kids are like invited to that show. It's like because it's an all ages show. They're just like dancing. What are you yeah. afraid your kids are going to be like? Man, maybe I could try on women's clothing and dance. And if so, then who cares? Like, what are they? Who are they hurting by dancing in women's clothing? Nobody. Yeah, that's one of Alex Jones's like go-to favorite things is drag queen story time. Like, like drag queens are inherently he's just it's their like catchline groom calling someone groomer is just be like they are going to sexually abuse uh, everyone and therefore violence against them is okay. It's the latest biggest dog whistle. Yeah, yeah, and it, it sort of encompasses it, it encompasses all all of that shit, like anything that you that like a you know a regular a good red blooded Christian American person would consider sexual deviancy. Yeah, aside from all the stuff that they secretly they secretly fetishize themselves, which is totally okay because they're thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> but like reality is that like drag is just like a like a performance theater type. Like it would be like yo, 
Did you hear that they're trying to open up a kabuki bar in town? That's fucking crazy. We're going to go there. We're going to protest. You're not bringing any kids to this kabuki bar. I don't want any of my kids getting any kabuki ideas. <laughs> yeah. They start going home and trying to try out a kabuki makeup. I'm going to catch them like, being very delicate in a mirror, like, you know, making very elaborate poses. And I'm going to be like, no. <laughs> what are you doing folding that paper? You are not going to make a swan out of that paper. That is wrong. It's not American. I swear to fucking God, if I hear anything that sounds like a shabby set or any other sort of stringed instrument coming out of that room, ooh. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's just being angry. It's just being angry yeah. for the sake of being angry. And you, can, and you can find a marginalized group that you can get upset with that society will kind of tolerate. Um, someone... Uh, I saw QAnon post uh, posting a thing where like the NHL disabled comments where they literally were just like trans men are men, trans women are women, non-binary is an identity you can have. And the comments were just, like so toxic. The NHL just like turned off comments and QAnon was like, yeah, we got him. We showed the, N- the NHL that we're not, wo- that woke goes broke. How you like them apples? And it's like we that we can't be silenced. Actually, you were silenced. Well, they said, but that means we won. We we were made to be silent. Oh. <laughs> we couldn't show our ass on the internet. Oh, how you like that? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Also the NHL. I mean, like, if you're if you're one of those diehard fans, then it's just like you know, you're obviously like a, you're obviously a fan of sinking ships. <laughs> it's funny. I'm just taking my shots at the NHL for no reason. Yeah, they're actually, they're actually doing just fine. I mean, uh, honestly, hockey is probably either my second or third favorite sport to watch. They're just an easy target because they're like the NHL is like the eighth most profitable like sports franchise or, or like league or whatever. They, they don't make a lot of money relative to their quote unquote oh, years. Yeah, the uh, hockey's a niche sport, absolutely. But I mean, the Bruins are fucking killing it this year, so I'm on the bandwagon. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I would rather watch any amount of hockey than even like a single like game of uh, football. Like it's just it's so boring. I just can't stand. It. Give me football highlights. Uh, all I <laughs> yes. want is highlights. Show me yeah. the three important things that happened. Quite good. <laughs> yes, delightful. <laughs> Japan beat Germany. Great. Oh, that, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, the World Cup has been wild of the results so far. So that is uh, exciting. I want, I want like total madness. I want two teams that no one's even heard, even thought of possible. I want like an African team versus an African team in the finals in Europe and the rest of the world's like, what the fuck? Really? It's like, yep, 
It's just like Cameroon versus uh, Cameroon versus like Nigeria in the finals. And that's just the way it's going to work out. How you like them apples, the rest of the world. It's like, well, we really don't because Europe is bad as American racism in Europe. Real spicy racism over there. So, yeah. Yeah. Take that, Europe. I called you out. You're the worst. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, like, there's a lot of places in the world where there's a different spicy level of racism. Like, it's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of real racist fucks out there. Like, it's it's real crazy. Um, And hopefully we're getting better over time. But not if the Republican Party can have anything to say about it in America. I mean, they just really want you to hate everyone who's not a white conservative. They're just like, yeah. Which makes it, like, it's really crazy to me that there are any of these minority groups that are just like, we're X for Trump. Like we're the we're the gays for Trump, and it's like how what how why? <laughs> <laughs> like even if you, even if you don't like the 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 Democrat candidates or any of that stuff, just like choose like a third party candidate or whatever that speaks to you. But just like I don't know, it seems really weird to be in bed with the Republicans. Like they actively hate you. They <laughs> they want you. They want people to go into your nightclubs and murder you. I don't, I don't understand, yeah. like, I mean, if that's not a sentiment that you are opposed to, then I guess you're, like, your your belief system is just too out of, out of left field for me to comprehend. That's why we have Tucker Carlson on our on this stupid list. Like, he absolutely is just, like, okaying this violence. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah so, as I said, Tucker had uh, a, a woman who's like the spokes, the quote unquote spokesperson for Gays Against Groomers, which is a fake AstroTurf, Proud Boy uh, aligned group of right wing shit weasels. Um, they're talking about this kind of stuff. And then Tucker was like, you know, <clears throat> I'm just going to literally, no, I'm not even going to dog whistle QAnon. I'm just going to flat out like talk to them. And he talked about how. There are people out there who think that there's a cabal of pedophiles who are in the halls of power in our world. Now, that's madness, and I don't subscribe to it. But if you look at Jeffrey Epstein and what he did and how he got away with it for so long, maybe it isn't so crazy to think that way. Maybe it's okay to think that that's a reasonable thing to believe in this world. And... You would be really shocked, and by shocked, I mean not surprised in the slightest, to find out right. that QAnon, QAnon got the message loud and clear from Tucky Tuck about what was going on there. And they were like, oh, man, Tucker's going there. He's calling out the cabal. He's doing it. Yeah, Tuck. Finally getting with the program. And it's just like, yep, we're we're doing this. We're having uh, the guy who's the literally the flagship of Fox uh, condoning the shooting at, at a gay club and then being like, hey, QAnon, guess what? I'm with you, bros. I got your back. We're in this together. Me me and you, you yo, QAnon, like, just keep watching Tucker Carlson. I'm going to say things you'd like to hear. So, uh, yeah, this is awesome developments going on in uh, Fox News and Republican land that this is the uh, this is the tack they've taken from their uh, pathetic showing in the midterms is uh, should we moderate? Should we try to appeal to literally anyone other than our psychotic, uh, xenophobic, uh, homophobic base? No. Double down. Go harder on this shit. Let's do this. this like, yeah, man. put two pieces of chicken on either side of that burger because they're doubling down. <laughs> Uh, I understood that reference. So yes, <laughs> God. So. CL, that's how you do it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, I mean, let's. Uh, sometimes you just have to grab, grab, uh, grandpa by the hand and lead him to the <laughs> <fantasy reference. laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, Son of Sarge. Thank you for leading me to the land of easily identifiable references. Uh, Where's the beef? <laughs> I got that had, one too. I've never had a double down. I don't. Do they still? I don't think they do them anymore. I don't think they've done nah, them all the time. KFC's all about the bulls now. They're all about their bulls. They love them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't been to a KFC in the age of a dog. <laughs> uh, okay, so headline news uh, for the week can't be headline news for the week without Donald Trump because fuck this fucking clown. I'll be so I'll be so glad to be rid of him. We don't have to talk to him every single week, but for the time oh, being, God. we're still trapped in that hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah all right, Mike. Just, we'll get... If he could just pass away at perfectly normal reasons, that'd be fine. Oh. Oh, that would be the greatest thing is if like he just literally had um, like a five month bout with some cancer and then just passed away. QAnon the whole way would be a conspiracy plot, everything. Even if like he and his family were just like, nope, this is exactly what's happening. They're like, the deep state got to him. They're making him say this. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be just everything. The cancer is rigged. Yes. <laughs> Look at all the mules. They were bringing so much cancer. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Uh, so while we wait for a turn in our beloved God Emperor's health, at the very least, he's had a turn of, ba- once again, another turn of bad fortune uh, before the courts. Um, the Supreme Court uh, decided not to hear his plea to keep his taxes away from Congress. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the New York Southern District, I believe, already had gotten his taxes. But now uh, the, House Ways and, the House Ways and Means Committee, which is still Democrat controlled until the new Congress comes in, in J- on January 4th of next year, so they get two months of Trump's delicious taxes now because they can literally just ask, uh, yo, Janet Yellen, the head of the Treasury for Biden, give us Trump's taxes. And she's like, I can do that now. Beep the, She beeps the boop and the, the taxes are tra- transferred to them. So that happened. And then on top of that, um, the nonsense that Judge Cannon did in the stolen documents case in Mar-a-Lago where she brought up the special master and she like literally just threw all this sand in the gears in an effort to fuck with the DOJ and the prosecution of this. Uh, the 11th district, uh, the 11th circuit court uh, heard the appeal from uh, the DOJ about this and pretty much their arguments to Trump's lawyers were, why the fuck are you doing this? How the fuck do you think you're going to win this case? What is wrong with you? And I'm just basically paraphrasing what they said. And Trump's lawyer's replies was like, look, this is a, no, this has never happened before. So like, what do we know what legal precedents there are about, you know, prosecuting a president for stealing shit that he obviously fucking shouldn't have stolen. And maybe we should give him a pass on that because president, come on. And. So, like, yeah, the judges there seemed incredibly nonplussed with Trump's lawyers' arguments. And this is uh, basically the the main goal here for the government is just to have Cannon's stupidity uh, struck down and swept away so that they can actually take these documents and this evidence and present it to the grand juries that are being formed as we speak around all of this shit. That is now being uh, this operation that's now being headed up by the special counsel, the incredibly uh, dramatically named Jack Smith presiding over it. So, yeah, you get him, Jack. 
Jack Smith, the 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 most milquetoast name there's ever been in the history of the world, is now our is now our new version of Durham. Oh yeah, Durham's coming. Well, Smith is coming, motherfucker. He's he's coming even harder than Durham is. You have no idea. Ready to get jacked off. I mean, I mean, uh, just jacked, <laughs> like big, strong, and brave. Pulls off glasses. Holy shit, that's Jack Smith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Yeah, so now we as the left have to put laser eyes on Jack Smith and do all this shit and make him into a Terminator. Actually, no, we don't because we don't. We we barely had the urge to do Dark Brandon, and he's the yeah, fucking president. We don't. He's the fucking president. The bit players in the left don't get crazy memes and all this yeah, shit. Dark Brandon is like Godzilla. He'll slumber for a time, and then eventually he'll get back to doing stuff, and the Dark Brandon memes will start anew. And it's just like thanks. Thanks, idiots, for giving us a, a sword to vanquish you with. We're just like, ah, uh, yes, we'll take that dark branded. Yeah. Uh, now, now, now we get to use it ironically with the power of irony. They keep making <laughs> memes for us. Like, we don't even need to, and nor should we. We just wait until they make them. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember Mueller time and Avenatti getting the buzz, but it's like, Jesus, like that was. We we don't speak of Avenatti that that guy. I remember when QAnon thought Avenatti was like high in the deep state. Like they had all these storylines about oh, like Avenatti sent out this tweet. And it was a sign that he knew that they launched a missile to attack Air Force One. And I'm just like, can you please explain to me the org chart of the deep state? If a guy who's not even an elected official and is literally just the lawyer for a porn star, like. That's his gig, is that he was Stormy Daniels' lawyer, and he got on TV a little bit. And you think that guy has authorization to shoot missiles at the president? It's like, gee, man. <laughs> like, if this podcast gets a little more popular, am I allowed to do these things? Am I allowed oh, to, like... Sure. Yeah, man. I, I just get on the horn. I'm like, yo, Nancy Pelosi. I think it's time we, like, take some people out. You hear me? Hey, if Avenatti got that, that current cachet... I should too. I mean, I'm not even going to go to jail for like a million years for like what all the shit Avenatti pulled. So it is, it's just uh, so funny just watching all of the millions of lawsuits around Trump uh, slowly constricting around him. It's just like Georgia, January 6th, the stolen documents, all that kind of stuff. It's basically Trump and Elon are living in these worlds where there's so many different things that could possibly go wrong for them because like Twitter could have technical issues. You have the European labor laws. You have the fact that advertisers are fleeing en masse. It's just like, we know something is going to get them. It's just a question of which one wins the lottery. <laughs> it's Yeah. Who, whoever gets there first. Right. Like, like, Oh, like one day, one day I'm going to wake up and the fail whale is just going to be up. And I'm like, Oh, it was technical difficulties. Or I'm going to go on Twitter and it's just Elon Musk find $1.7 billion for European labor violations. I'd be like, Oh, that might hurt a little, or it just might be like literally, literally every major advertiser flees for like some new startup Twitter knockoff that Jeff Bezos just made. It's like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yep, one way or the other, Elon, that forty-four billion ain't coming out of that fireplace. It's it's roasty, toasty, crispy. I mean, it's like it's like the scene where the Joker threw that uh, cigar onto the gasoline-soaked money. You're you're not getting it back. You have in fact set it all on fire. It's it's gone. You're done. Yeah, the, uh, what Mike said. The internet deserves a better class of criminal. 
Yes, <laughs> absolutely. God. Oh, the internet deserves a better person running our fucking social media platform than the guy who is just like, hey, cat turd, are we friends? Are we bros? Can we dunk on Trent Reznor some more? <laughs> See, really? You're mad at Trent Reznor? That's how sad you are? Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, I mean, I guess Elon Musk can try to throw bobs at Trent Reznor because Elon Musk is still worth, like, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars or whatever. But compared to most people, Trent Reznor is doing quite well. This is going to be very hard to take too many shots at him. Yeah. So, someone on Twitter pointed out that uh, Elon Musk could never make uh, music even a third as good as Trent Reznor, but Trent Reznor could absolutely make a terrible car that explodes. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk, God. he he decided to shore up his deficit in the music production area era by just like having children with grimes. That's his part. That's part of his robot yeah. plan. You better he's help like, your kids. He's like, I am sure. I have, he's like, I have something to the musician. Our children will shore up my weakness. He's like the Borg. It's going to be great. His children are going to be born and he's just going to like Akira style. His arms are just going to turn these fleshy masses that just absorb them. <laughs> Baby arms. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, uh, actually, no, that's too cool for him. None of that will happen. He's just a, a weird guy with a deformed penis. Anyway, uh, <laughs> do we want to move on to our mailbag segment for the week? That yeah. sounds like a plan to me. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. Uh, so we open with Sub-Zero Shirt Art asking, every everything that Anons had going for them went bust. Devolution, Durham, Mules, Midterms. Does it feel like Anons should workshop a major attention-grabbing conspiracy ASAP to stay relevant? And what could it be? Well, the thing, they don't really have a conspiracy to workshop because the Illuminati is, is the, the Illuminati is the tried and true standby that they can, they'll be using for forever because it's the, it's the ultimate conspiracy theory. Um, what they need to workshop is the way to defeat the Illuminati because that's literally everything that you listed there was like exposing the mules with, with the two, with 2000 mules. Uh, Durham's going to bring up the corruption. Trump secretly still the president with devolution, et cetera, et cetera. The reason why QAnon got bigger than the Illuminati was because it had a protagonist. Like the biggest the Illuminati, the Illuminati ever got was Beyonce yelling at people in one of her songs. Whereas, uh, we have elected officials in fucking Congress now because of QAnon. Yeah. So they need a new hero. And that was the whole thing with Carrie Lake and that shit was just, oh shit, our new champion is going to rise up and like win office. And then she's going to be, she's going to be the president after Trump and like keep the Q continuum going strong, busting the deep state. So they need a new hero or they need a new angle. I have no idea what that angle could be because like devolution was about as wild and as dumb as it could get where you're like, Oh, Trump may have lost the presidency, but he's actually the shadow president. He's still really running things. And it's just like, mm. yeah, I don't, I mean, maybe you could do something with like the Alliance of good guys. You could do a thing with like Putin and Xi and MBS and Kim Jong-un. You could kind of make an, an Avengers of like tyrants and dictators and be like, they're the ones who are going to save the world by like doing the thing. So there's always ways to gin up fake hope around monsters and terrible people, but I don't exactly know what the angle that QAnon is going to work is going to be on that front. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, 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 I don't have anything to add to that. 
generally like my impression was just sort of the same right it's like it seems really like difficult to pluck or i guess construct out of thin air like a whole new mythos or whatever where you could just sort of work inside of this mythos and no matter how many l's they're taking right now it doesn't mean the QAnon stuff is dead it just means that like like once trump is properly vanquished then uh, there's going to have to be like a harder pivot but i think the pivot is going to be centralized around another like figure that can save them versus another enemy for them to defeat the enemy is already like pretty clear they just need somebody like to rally around once once the previous guy they were rallying around gets thoroughly crushed by the deep state they're going to ignore him and his heroic sacrifice and they're, they're going to prop up some new guy ron desantis they're going to be like it's desanta desanta claus is here to sanctimonious yeah, like, uh, like that's the thing is that the main goal for Trump is to become a good martyr at the end of his story because he he has to become the next generation of John F. Kennedy because Kennedy was obviously murdered by the deep state because he was going to kick their asses. So when Trump fails, however that is, either by going to jail or losing his bid for the presidency or just dropping dead in the in the near future. At some point, the martyrization of Trump will be a big part of the movement where they have to be like, well, Trump like fought the good fight the way JFK did, but that darn deep state was just too strong for him. And now <laughs> like now we need a, we need someone else to pick up the mantle of Kennedy and Trump and carry it across the finish line for us. So I think that's pretty much where we're going to be going with that. Yeah, I mean, like... Uh... Maybe it will be better for everyone if Trump just gets his ass paddled and then doesn't peacefully slip away in his sleep or whatever or die by any means, uh, because then they'll just be this like lame duck loser guy that's just like on the outside, just being like, hey, remember me, guys? That was so great. And like, you know, some people will still just be like, yeah, you were great. But then a lot of people also just be like, I don't know about that guy. That guy, he lost pretty bad. And uh, that'll just put a stink on him. That means that he could never, he could never truly become a martyr. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, but I think what you just said there's a really great point. Is the worse Trump's like the worse things are for Trump, the better it is for his mythology. Because if he goes to jail or he were to be assassinated, oh my God, he's the ultimate king. He's the greatest hero ever. The deep state threw everything they could at him. They railroaded him and put him in prison or they assassinated him. They did that kind of stuff. If Trump like literally spends all the rest of his days as a free man and just runs in 2024 and loses, and then it's just a bitch who shows up on Fox News every now and then, that looks so much worse. And he's just absolute shit for it. So it's just, yeah, I think that's a very like weird, like sort of like way the, the, the Trump's like saga plays out for him where it's just like, it actually would do good for your like story and for future generations to venerate you. If you were to die in prison for your crimes instead of just like, oh, yeah. Being, yeah. The, the martyr narrative goes a long, long way for him as the uh, like dumpy it, rather than the dumpy loser. Yeah, the the, fa- the falsely imprisoned hero, the champion of the people that was like silenced by the deep state with their fraudulent their fraudulent trials against him. Oh, that that'd be chef's kiss kind of shit. That would that would go on for forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. So yeah, um, that is. I hope that. I hope we covered that. Uh, Reverend Cena fact asks uh, the creative fiends at Tumblr have come up with an entire fake Scorsese movie called uh, Goncharov. I'd like to ask what fake or imaginary film media or book do you wish existed? 
I just, I hadn't heard anything about Goncharov. And then I uh, found out today that uh, Goncharov has more fan fiction on AO3 than uh, James Cameron's Avatar. So a film that's never existed has more fan fiction than one of the highest grossing films of all time. So there's your Goncharov fact. Um, God, what, what fake media do I wish really existed? There's a, a lot of things that I wish had like second seasons or, um, I'm not, I'm not a huge horror or horror game fans, but, um, PT is just like, I've watched a couple playthroughs of that. It's so fucking amazing. And uh, if that full game could have gotten off the ground, uh, that would be really cool. The the full-on Silent Hill by uh, Kojima with Del Toro and uh, Junji Ito doing character design. Like, maybe it would have been shit, but just the, the little thing we got, PT, was so amazing. So the, the full game of that, I wish, existed. Uh, if I get to, if I, uh, the, the quest asker didn't mention video games. If I got to choose video games, I would probably, I've, I've always lost it after an actually good city of heroes, like mm. something that, like a game that like lived up to the promise of the character creator in the city of heroes and the way that like it's encountered as I was structured was just like wave after wave of these mobs that it felt really fun to be beating the ass of as a superhero. Uh, unfortunately the rest of that game was very flawed. So, uh, but <laughs> Uh, I, if it has to be like a like a, a media I could watch or read or whatever, I would really like a good, like please just make it good. It, we were so close back in 2011 or whatever, but I want a good reboot of Thundercats. And if I get mm. to have my hand all the way on the wheel, I would like that served up either by Gindy Tartakovsky or like Studio Mappa. I, I just either I either want it to be Gindy or I want it to be some insane Japanese anime studio because i just really want thundercats fight sakuga i just want to see i feel like gindy would take i feel like gindy would take it and do something incredible with it so like i'd kind of rather prefer him but man i'd really just love to watch right. lion beat some ass like done by like studio trigger or whatever you know what i mean yeah has there been a uh anime of american football because i think that would be like hilarious yes, yes okay. i show 21 Excellent. I'll have to. I'll have to get into that. Then, then my dreams are manifest. The other thing that I've always wanted is like um, when I, the when the sing when the movie Sing from Disney came out. I believe that's the name. This is the one where all the animals are like singing. Oh, the talent yeah, not Disney, but yeah, it's DreamWorks, yeah. I think. But uh, like DreamWorks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but when it, when it first like when the first commercials came out and they were they were like it's gonna be like American Idol and all these like characters are gonna be trying to win the championship. I was just like, that's going to be really interesting because I want to see how they handle the characters that lose and what their reactions to that is. And like, like having, having like trying to explain to children that like defeat is a thing that can happen and that you can accept it and you can move on. And like having like uh, characters that perform and just being able to overcome a stage fright or being able to like embody the, embody the stage presence they wanted to be that that's like a meaningful thing and that coming in third is still a victory. And I was like, this movie could be really interesting. And then I like was reading some like um, things about the movie and then they're like, Oh yeah, the, the competition got canceled. Then they all had the rally to like save the town or whatever. And I was like, yeah. God damn it. Like the thing that I was looking forward to is like totally lost. Like I would love like 
I would love a story like that where it's just like, yeah, not everybody wins, but like how you handle that not winning is relevant. And it could even be a kind of thing where like the person who comes in second is like super mad and the person who came in third is really happy and explaining like that and being like, yeah, this is why this person finds third place like so awesome and why the person who got second not so happy about it. So I just thought, I'm like, isn't it sort I of the love- isn't it sort of the lesson at the end of the first Rocky movie? Like, doesn't he lose? But it's just like I, I achieved a moral victory by going the distance. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was the thing. It was like he he was yeah, a bomb. Man. He came up from nowhere. Yeah, and they yeah, do it he, again in Creed. Like he doesn't win in uh, Creed, but the guy like recognizes him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I just think that like that kind of thing in a in a children's story was very interesting to me. And then it was just like, nope, we're not doing it. And I was like, damn, you you no you no good so and sos. Yeah, sorry, you're still a little off on that, but yeah. So uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, Pancake peasant asks, what's the smoothest grift you've ever personally experienced? Uh, I can go first here because uh, I was on a bus and they literally broke out a three card Monty game in the back of the bus <laughs> and it was fucking ridiculous. Uh, the best part about it was, is literally me and my friend from who still lives in Vegas. We saw a guy get egged in, egged on by his wife to go play. And we're, we were like laughing with the guy telling him there's no way you can play that game. And then he did it and he like lost like, I think a couple hundred dollars. And then his wife was, and then his wife was like furious with him. And we were like, you, this is three card Monty. Do do you not know what's going on? Have you not seen this a million times? This is like, it's literally a thing that has a name. It's a scam. And it was just like, oh my God, just just absolutely, absolutely just couldn't believe it. I mean, you, every now and then you'd see it in Vegas. Every now and then you'd see a street hustler pulling that shit. And it's just like, it's brazen. It's really brazen to like, like do this thing that is a very obvious scam and you're just doing it in front of people and you're, and you're, and you're making it work. You're actually pulling it off and taking people's money. Um, I, I don't know about the smoothest grift. I definitely fell for uh, a guy calling me and pretending to be the electric company and uh saying my bill was overdue so like uh in saying my auto pay had malfunctioned so i I fell for that i'll I'll cop to that like so it's smooth enough to get me but uh i don't know how smooth it actually was yeah uh so the smoothness of this one is going to be up to the listener uh, so I apologize in advance if you think that this is more tragic than smooth. Uh, but I used to work at a place that sold lottery tickets, like scratch off lottery and like the other types, but scratch off lottery is what's important here. And one of our biggest customers was, uh, a gentleman who was wheelchair bound, uh, because he had been in an accident at one point in his life and he had a big binder like chronicling so he like on top of he he couldn't speak or any of that stuff either like he was Mm -hmm. severely disabled due to this accident he had a binder of a bunch of like photos of him before the accident and like like that tells his story like up to it including like the newspaper article like covering the incident and all that that he would like give to strangers uh so that way he could get donations from them and like obviously this tactic is incredibly potent uh because it's a very sad tale but it turns out he was doing just fine. He would take that money and he would come to play the lottery with it. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. 
Yeah. Oh, did, did he did he make you tell you the numbers of the tickets? Did did he want, want to play as seventy five through uh, one? No, oh, he was God. he was playing he was playing scratch off. Thankfully, and, uh, so. no, but I'm, yeah. But I'm saying that to, that's what people would do to me. So they get they look at the scratchies and they'd be like, "Hey, the ten dollars, uh, what t- what what uh, ticket uh, thirteen? What number is that?" And you'd have to lift up. Uh, like, no, he, he he was not verbal enough for that sort of chicanery. Don't get me wrong; I had to yeah. deal with people that were about that life. But uh, this particular oh, yeah, customer, yeah, yeah. Not, not so much. No, but I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, it, but before I started working there, I, I had encountered it for the first time when I was like leaving a Starbucks. And like I, I was just like, oh snap! Like I saw, like I was with a, I was with some people leaving a Starbucks, and he was like going through his process with some people next to us. So I saw the binder of tragedy and all that stuff, and I was like, wow! I was like, what, what incredibly potent like tool for for that purpose? And then later on, when I found out he was uh, he was doing just well, he was doing like just fine, and he was using all that disposable and going to play the lottery. I was just like. <laughs> I don't, know how to, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, Cleodora Sil- Silvestri, our Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, says, uh, with Twitter on fire from its own incompetent dictator, elongated muskrat, and is reinstating the worst of humanity back to service, do you think he will succeed in turning it in the truth point 2.0 uh, before the entire doomed experiment collapses on itself uh, for good? Uh, at this point, yes, I think he is going to make a truth social 2.0. Uh, I, I think that his incompetence, uh, with, um, handling the, handling the business side of it is actually what's going to bring it down faster than the tech side of it. If if I'm debating which way this thing gets destroyed, I'm going to go with a lack of business understanding before technical issues. But yeah, well, I don't know. Of- we'll, we'll see what happens the first time he tries to push an update because Twitter has it like <laughs> they keep losing engineers and they haven't pushed a major update yet. They've just done the like the <laughs> changing how authentication works and everything. So I feel, I feel like the way this shakes out, if it's legally able to shake out this way, which I don't know that it is, is that at some point here, the not too distant future, like a venture capital firm, including a bunch of engineers that they have on payroll are going to offer to buy Twitter off of Elon Musk for like $12 billion that he is going to accept. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and our final question, which was not in the, was not on Twitter, but has been sent to me v- via other means by the uh, long forgotten uh, one of the original Grand Inquisitors, Chairman Walkman. He asks, uh, "Magic the Gathering. Any thoughts on Commander as a format? Do you all have a preference?" Um, I like Commander. I didn't get into it until very recently. I got the Warhammer 40k Commander decks, and those are all pretty cool. So, um, but, but, but I don't fuck with competitive commander because that whole community seems like genuinely insane people. Uh, yeah, my relationship with commander is sort of fraught at best. Uh, like I am start like I have been staunchly against it in the past, but I recently moved to a new area where I had access to some friends who had a commander cube that we sort of redesigned from the ground up uh, as a group and playing that has been the most fun I could imagine commander being, but Mm -hmm. at a core level, I just, I really hate more than anything else. I hate the political bullshit that comes up in a multiplayer game where it's just like, it just seems so frequently that you're in a position of King making 
and the political aspect of the game and the the way that like one for one removal works and stuff like that it really just behooves you to do nothing forever because if you're the first person to start taking game actions that's that's it that's a wrap for you i mean unless the unless the deck uh, like and it, maybe it's different and constructed because like if you're playing even sort of remotely competitively your deck can have like a weird combo finish so you can get out for being underneath the thumb of everybody punishing you for daring to play magic but in in the in the limited format where it's like more difficult to assemble a way to just sort of fight through it it's really tough sometimes when you're just like if you're playing like Luris and you're like Lurising stuff and you're not really doing anything, but you are taking a bunch of little game actions that are like drawing you extra cards and stuff, people just hate that shit. They'll be like, what? This person is doing stuff and we have to defeat them. Meanwhile, like the blue green players just like, like, oh, I'll ramp it ground. Everyone's like, it's, it's fine. They're just mana ramping. And then before you know it, they, they have 15 mana and they're just like playing three haymakers a turn that you have to counter or you lose. Yeah. <laughs> twice now i've played a game where someone has a, a green red white deck and they're just their commander has goad and they're just goading someone every turn and so like and then they win with some sort of overrun effect after making a million tokens and it's just happened twice in a row yeah i will say that the, the, the last time we drafted our commander cube uh i decided that all the commanders i had access to were poopy so i just uh we have chromat as the the commander the the five color commander that you could play uh if your deck sort of fails to come together and uh what uh because i didn't have access to a, a blue red commander that was any good so i just wanted to play blue red but i <laughs> so i just played chromat i still won <laughs> i played hullbreaker horror because I, I spent I spent the first like ten turns doing nothing. Then I played a horror, a Hullbreaker horror with a bunch of mana in play cards in my hand, and the game was like over immediately. It was just like okay, well, <laughs> uh, that really sounds like the uh, the Catan mantra of second place is first place. So I mean, it really is, and like even in Commander, sometimes it's like third place or fourth place is the better place to be. Like as long as you're not in fourth place because you're getting like mana screwed or something. Like you really just sort of want to quietly exist until your battle cruiser is like secretly assembled, and then you want it to rise dramatically out of the ocean, and everyone's just like, "What? We we had no idea this was coming. Like we we have no preparation for this." <laughs> Despite the fact that like it is still really fun to just be like trying to play like an aristocrats deck because you can like drain like in a multiplayer game you can drain a bunch of people at once and that feels pretty satisfying. But once you start doing stuff, everybody just like beat kicks your teeth and like, yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you 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 basically have to kill. You have to crush everybody before the retaliation can happen. Otherwise, it goes real bad. Anyway, so that's that. Uh, ma- magic, magic question of the week. Yes. Okay. So now to the regular question that ends this the segment is: What are you guys looking forward to? Uh, mine's easy and cheating, so I'm going to do mine. I'm retroactively excited for having seen uh, a new film called The Menu. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, was it? Yeah, uh, we went to go see it. Uh, it was either it was either opening night or close to it, but not not by design. We just happened. Me and my friends just happened to have some free time, so we went and we scoped it out, and it was not what I was expecting in some ways, and exactly what I was expecting in other. And Ray Fiennes is very good at acting, as is uh, Anya Taylor Joy. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like it's just a lot of fun. It's just a solid fun, like black comedy thriller. So uh, I recommend the menu to anybody who's looking for a movie recommendation. Uh, I'm not sure how well it's going to do coming out between Black Panther and Avatar, 
Um, but hopefully it finds its niche and does well enough that we get more stuff from, uh, from the people responsible. Uh, I'm excited for the big Marvel snap announcement. They, they just made, they are fixing a lot of the problems I had with the game and that you can just start, well, you'll be able to just buy specific cards directly, which, um, holy shit, we desperately needed. Uh, and they announced a bunch of new cards. Unsurprisingly, they are, a handful of them are uh, El Namor and friends, uh, mostly his friends, because Namor is already in the game. And um, But a lot of the new cards look cool and fun, and I'm also... The next uh, season card is Silver Surfer, and I like Silver Surfer, so, you know, hooray for me. And he seems like he might be good. Yep. And Thanos is going to be in the game soon as a thing. As an actual playable card and not one that you can just get randomly from cards that say you get a random card. Because if he's not in your starting deck, he doesn't do his thing. Right. Yeah, that was the thing. I was like, I, I, I had no idea that he was unplayable until uh, now because I would get him randomly and I'd be like, well, I, man, I can't wait to try the Thanos Infinity deck. And I was like, nope, you actually can't do that. So tough shit. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was happy about that, too. But also tomorrow is uh, Thanksgiving, which I'm looking forward to without the uh, L-based theme song for it. Beans, uh, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> damn right. Uh, also, there's going to be uh, three hopefully acceptable games of sports ball tomorrow. Uh, the Detroit Lions have turned it around a little, but they're playing the incredible Buffalo Bills. So that'll be interesting. The Cowboys and Giants both have very good records, but people think the Giants are total frauds. They're probably right, so that'll be very interesting. And then my fiercely mediocre New England Patriots are playing the incredibly fraudulent Minnesota Vikings at the end of the night. So that will be uh, entertaining in a wallet like lightning way most likely so that'll be that'll be great so yeah that's what i'm looking forward to good stuff well on that note it's time for us to hop on our ship and travel across the ocean away from hell world to the new world where we will meet the natives and we will give thanks with them and nothing bad will happen don't worry about it thank you so much for listening to the show uh and supporting us if you'd like to continue to support us you can do so even harder for free by giving us a five-star review or the like wherever you get your podcast from tell them that you like us it helps massage the algo in our favor if you have money and you'd like to donate to us if you'd like to give thanks to us if you will you can do so by visiting our patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics and do so there if you donate five dollars or more a month you get access to our slate of bonus content including our series Kabbalin and what we do out of the shadows or out of shadows and Mule's errand. Uh, these are, you know, series where we go over uh, Q related media and dunk on it uh, for the most part. Or sometimes we weirdly appreciate it. Like when we watched, uh, what was the boat movie? I can't remember now. White Squall. Oh, White Squall. White Squall. That was the one. Yeah, we watched White Squall at one point, and I was just like, hey, what's the deal? This is actually kind of good. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Uh, join our beautifuler babies by donating to the cause at patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Like our good friend, who apparently has a name that triggers the, the bejesus out of my white guilt, but this is the name given, so it's the name I will say, A Restless Native. Thank you, A Restless Native, for... <laughs> Uh, making me feel very guilty uh, about my Caucasian heritage, especially having followed that Thanksgiving joke I made at the top of the outro. Very fun. Uh, Quite good. Good rake to step on me uh, content. 
if you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you could do some good with it by donating it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Uh, or if you just want to find your own path to doing good with that money, we trust you, babies. Uh, we think that you are good. We think you're a good lot and you've got some smart brains. Thank you as always to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our intro song. Still no social media for them. Uh, for the time being, the rest of this crew are available on Twitter until Elon Musk burns that uh, all the way to the ground into a crater and then the planet that the crater's on explodes and then all the fragments turn into dust in the cosmos. So if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find Frosty, the voiceover artist who does our voices for stuff when we need it, uh, at FrostyVO. You can find the show at Hellworld. That's H-E-L-L-W-Q-R-L-D. Look at us. So clever. You can find me at Hellworld L, Sarge at Sergeant Hell, and Mike Rains at Poker Politics. So for another successful exclamation point episode of the Adventures in Hell World, that's right. I just got my check from the cabal and guess what? I'm worth a hundred million dollars now. So me and Mr. Beast, we're going to go make burgers together. Uh, <laughs> I have been one of your hosts, the mysterious L joined as always, or most of the time uh, by our good friend, Sarge and our expert and all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed and happy Thanksgiving patriots. 